So we're going to talk about characteristics of a great designer. And you, first thing I said when you mentioned, hey, why don't we talk about this? I said, didn't we kind of cover a lot of that in our last episode? Um, and you started to kind of elaborate on the differences between what do we mean by characteristics versus kind of like the skills that you need to like, you know, level up and get promoted, so on and so forth. So, and then we kind of hit record. So why don't you continue elaborating <laughs> on on uh, like the differences that you were kind of going through. Yeah, I think in the previous episode, we talked about like what success looks like for specific roles based off seniority. And when I think about like the characteristics of a great designer, I'm thinking more around the personality traits and like that specific person's character in terms of how they that translates back into being a great designer. And I think those are a little bit different. Um, you know, one's a bit more sort of personal uh, and, and, you know, I, these are traits that I don't, I don't necessarily see in everyone, um, but are common among some of the, the, the better designers that have come across in the industry. Got it. So before we get into, you know, the actual characteristics, um, What's your what's your opinion on like is this something that that you can easily obtain like if I'm someone that I'm listening to this and we're going to go through these characteristics and in the back of my mind I'm going I have none of these things <laughs> <laughs> and I really want to I really yeah. want to be successful here um like can one build these on these character build these characteristics like can one acquire them I think before I answer that, it's important to say that there isn't one right set. I think like th this is what I've observed uh, based off of my years in the industry, and um, you know, I think as we go down a little bit deeper, me and you might not not, not even necessarily agree on all of them as well. Mm -hmm. um, but with that being said, yeah, absolutely, I think you can learn. Right, I think part of it in one of the characteristics is actually curiosity and, and, and a learning mindset and a growth mindset. Mm -hmm. And I think as part of that, um, you know, that means you're evolving and adapting. And uh, with growth mindset means, you know, you are able to have different sort of views or frames or lenses to look at things. And eventually, you know, that might mean that you your, your stance on things changes and your values change and whatnot. And that's totally fine. That's all part of the journey. So I say, yeah, you definitely can learn it. Um, I think the first step is just to be aware of it first and foremost. Um, a lot of people, uh, I would say, don't have the self-awareness. Um, it's a very difficult thing, right? I, I find it difficult myself. Yep. But having a good self-awareness of yourself allows you to understand, hey, like, here's what I'm good at. Here's where my gaps are. Um, and then proceed from there. Yeah. So, so yeah, let's get into some of the specifics then. Um, you mentioned curiosity. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I tell a lot of people this. I attribute my greatest spikes in growth in my career to you know, doubling down on learning and, and on the things that I find of importance and of value. And you know, my big thing was around leadership, right? What it means to be a good leader. Um, I was fortunate enough to be able to uh, be exposed to really great leadership in my career um, and seeing what that looks like. So... You know, I, I wanted to learn as much about that as I can, and I think it served me well. Um, 
<laughs> like we were talking offline, um, I've probably read more leadership books than a lot of people. Um, I, I did quite a bit of reading and um, it, it's one of the things that I, I find very, very valuable and important to me as well. Is it possible like to be a designer and not be curious? I'm just, I'm just trying to think like, like what does it actually mean to be curious? Right? Like I ask a lot of questions, Yeah, you know, and you know, like we are problem solvers, right? Mm-hmm. And innately, like, if we're not being curious, I don't think we can deliver on our like jobs, yeah. <laughs> right? Absolutely. And so, like, so when you're, you know, speaking in relative terms, in terms of characteristics, person A has a more curious, curious characteristic than person B. Um, what does that actually look like? And like. Like, yeah, like, how do you, like, give me an example of... Yeah, so just to clarify, what I was talking about is, like, it's it's just one type of curiosity, right? Mm-hmm. I think curiosity can, can take many forms, and yeah. I 100% agree with you that um, you actually need to be curious and ask questions to, to do your job well as a designer. And, you know, there's this concept that I came across recently called uh, First Principles, and essentially, um, it's trying to understand it at, uh, at, at the sort of most simplest form and, and not a very sort of like uh, essential principles level of concepts and things so that you then can build your sort of understanding around that yourself and, and build your own opinions and thoughts around it. And I think that's a key sort of skill set to have as a designer where you're, you're curious enough about the business, you're curious enough about um, you know, user problems and and willing to understand it at that fundamental level. And I think if you do, then you are able to better solve problems and um, and solution better. Yeah. Um, when I when I first like when I think about curiosity, um, I kind of attribute it to like risk tolerance a little bit too, and like you know, people that are more curious tend to take more risks, right? They tend to poke the bear a little bit, color outside the lines. Um, yeah, I see and, correlation there, yeah. And so, and, you know, which which kind of directly attributes to, like, you know, the skill of diverging, right, and concepting and exploring and discoveries and kind of all of that fun stuff that we do as designers. Um so, so when I, when I, you know, I use that word too a lot, like, you know, when I'm, especially when I'm recruiting, uh, I look for curious people. <laughs> Same, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and that's kind of when I, when I say curious, that's kind of what I mean. It's like you, like, yes, you ask questions. Everyone asks questions. You kind of, like I said, you have to as a designer, but it's, it's, it's like asking kind of questions almost from left field, like questions that like one may not necessarily go to at first. Um, or making like connections that aren't obvious or, you know, immediately apparent. Mm -hmm. Um, that to me is also kind of an outcome of being really curious. Yeah. You find very interesting stuff on the fringes of things, right? It's not in, in, in between the lines of things. And that's like, you need curiosity to find those things. Yeah. 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 Um, cool. What's another characteristic that comes to mind in terms of being a good designer? 
I think um, I don't know what's the best word to kind of describe it, but it's kind of like this like entrepreneurial, like go getter, um, like proactive mindset um, that I, that I think actually plays really really well with juniors um, in the sense that like they don't want to wait, right? They're hungry. They they understand that you know you you're given an opportunity, right, to learn and grow. Mm-hmm. How is that different from this idea of? Like hustling or like, I think like, there's a difference between grinding, right? That grind. kind of like the hustling, yeah, yeah, like hustling mentality versus being proactive. Like proactive is kind of like, hey, because I can explain the opposite of proactive, like waiting around for someone to tell you what to do, mm-hmm. even if you don't have anything to do. Yeah, that's fair. Let me ask you yeah. another question. I, yeah, I mean, I, I I see that from time to time, and I think part of it is like a lack of realization that, hey, like, the chance is finite, right? Like, you don't have an unlimited amount of chances. It's not, nothing's yeah. guaranteed tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, you got to take the shot when the opportunity yeah. is just right. Yeah. Um, oh, I forget what I was going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, maybe I'll, I'll flip the script on you, right? Like, what's a, what's a characteristic that you see um, that you would attribute to really good designers? Hmm. I would have to say, like, and I don't, this one, it might be, again, obvious, um, but, like, organization. Oh, <laughs> like being huge. <laughs> and, like, you this is, ever... like, it's, like, a life skill and stuff, but there's a special, like, place for it <laughs> in terms of, like, yeah, like, just a, a fun- fundamental skill set as a designer. Um yeah. Especially on a team, if you are not organized, yeah. you're causing pain for everyone else. Yeah, um, it's like you know, like a rest, like a super messy roommate, right? Like the one, like the one roommate that that uh, has their stuff all over the place. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yeah, it, it, and it, you know, you can it like you can talk about organization on so many different like levels, right? Like. Yeah. And I'm not just talking about like keep your design files organized and things like that. It's, Although it's, that's part of it, <laughs> yeah, right? For sure. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's also like you know keeping track of things that no one else may be keeping track of for you, um, mm-hmm. but things that you're accountable for. Um, oh, and yeah. um, like even little things like just making sure that you always have like something to write on, uh, you know, at any given moment, right? Because you never know when you're going to need to retain something. Yeah. Uh, so just going back to that, like self-organization, I think um, when you're first starting a career, it's not nearly as important. Although I, I do hope that, mm-hmm. you know, you've developed those skill sets in school and whatnot, mm-hmm. because it does help. But I think at a certain point, uh, as you get more and more experience and as you're growing in a career, uh, it's almost a necessity, and you can't do your job well without it. And in fact, that can be one thing that actually holds you back. Yeah. Um, and <clears> you can <throat> see when people are disorganized versus organized. It, it, it's very clear when when people are, are on uh, one side or the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and like you know, the thing that that uh, you know works for me is I just I create systems and I create habits yeah. and routines and like that's what keeps me organized because i you know i have a million things <laughs> all at once right um and you know and i find like even like things like covid and the pandemic has even like caused me to even be even more organized <laughs> right and and 
making sure that like, yeah, like I'm balancing all the things all the time. Right. Um, yeah. And that word balance is key there. I think, you know, this idea of putting systems in place and whatnot, like, mm -hmm. uh, and, and actually even to be able to develop these systems and understand these systems is a big thing as well. And, And a big part of organization. Yeah, and like, so I'll give you an example of what I mean by system. So for example, you know, I mentioned notebooks. Like I'm a, I'm a very um, like religious note taker. <laughs> like I, mm-hmm. I take notes all the time and I handwritten notes. Um, and, you know, I have a system for um, action items for me, right? Um, and it's, it's essentially like, it's essentially like a, a checkbox. Like I'll, I'll write a note. If it's, an ac- if it's actionable, I'll put a checkbox beside it and I'll, I'll make it really bold. So like I can flip through pages and see all okay. There's four check marks. There's four things I got to do. Um, but here's the thing: like I'm also you know although I take handwritten notes, I'm also very digital in how I how I track things, right? So mm-hmm. um, sometimes I will complete the action without transcribing the note somewhere else into a to do list or something. In which case, I just check it off. But if I you know if I decide okay, I'm going to tackle this maybe next week, so I'm going to throw it into a reminder or into a calendar or, or into another note. Um, I'll put a dot inside of the box instead yep. of a check check mark, and that tells me that this item is addressed. Like uh, you know, it's going to be picked up somewhere else in my routine, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So don't worry about it. Um, and like that that little like even that like a small system like that yep. has kept me on the ball with things, <laughs> right? Um, and you know, I start and end every day flipping through my notes looking for empty boxes or boxes with dots in them. Um, yeah. There's that, a lot that. of frameworks right <laughs> out there that people can follow. Um, I, in yep. particular, follow Eisenhower Matrix to prioritize. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's not overly complex. These systems are actually very simple. Um, yeah. It's just having systems that you can, uh, that are repeatable um, and that work for you. And, you know, some systems might not work for you as well. I think part of the that experience uh, and, and and growth comes from experimenting and seeing what works and what doesn't. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, it takes years. It takes years to build these systems that work for you and fine tune them into like a routine. But when you do, it feels so good. Oh yeah, like, and you, you feel like freaking is, Bruce Wayne sometimes. Like <laughs> it's it doesn't even end there. Like there's no winning, right? So a system can always be better, mm-hmm. or your requirements will change, right? And it's this constant process of, of refining these things throughout yeah. your career and, and throughout your life, essentially. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, got one more characteristic? Yeah. Um, I mean, I've, I've tons more. I think the other thing that I see is um, around folks that are naturally like charismatic and that can build and connect with people really quickly. Um, so like, uh, I attribute this to people that can um, uh, build relationships with folks uh, really quickly and, and do it genuinely. Um, it's a skill set, but I think some people are more naturally inclined than others. Uh, yeah, part you're of scaring all of our introvert listeners right now. Uh, well, I'm also an introvert. Me so, too. Yeah, um, you know, it's it's something that you can definitely learn, absolutely, and I think it's a critical skill set to have. Um, but I would say. The folks that I consider really great designers, um, whether they're introverted or not, seem like they can naturally connect with people very, very well. And again, um, it's something that I've been trying to work on for a long time as well. Um, I I think it's actually going to be a, like a lifelong journey for me. 
Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's super important. At the end of the day, it's about the people and the relationships that you have. And those are the things that are going to get you out of a jam. Those are the things that are going to build the trust and, and you know, earn you like brownie points and favors and that kind of thing. And that's a big side of, of you know, your sort of success in life, right? Like you can't do everything yourself. Anything worthwhile doing isn't something that you can do all on your own. And it takes a team of people to do that. And you want to make sure that with the team that you're working on, you know, you have trust, you know, you like the people that you're working on and, and they have trust in you. And, you know, you, you, you're able to pull that card. Hey, like take my word for it. I need you to take my word for it. And, and, you know, then being comfortable with it. So it's, it's a huge thing. A lot of like, not a lot, but some people are attracted to, you know, like professions like ours because, um, it's, it's something that you can practice, like it's something that you can practice on your own. Like, and a lot of people, um, are attracted to that in the sense of like, yeah, I love the idea of slapping on headphones for six hours a day and just like <laughs> being in the zone and doing yeah. my thing. Yep. Um, right. Um, and as you know, like, you know, it's becoming more and more talked about, like there's kind of two tracks you can kind of take on your career, like, you know, kind of the leadership track or the individual contributor track. And like, it's kind of like, you know, known that like, okay, if you want to go into leadership, you kind of have to have people skills. Like it's kind of a given, right? I think um, it's the same for uh, like independent contributor leadership. Yeah. That's well. what I was going to kind of get at yeah. is like, like, uh, you know, there may be a, a, um, perception that like, you know, it's the opposite for IC and like, I can, I can, you know, slap on those headphones and, and, and do and sit in my corner and, and, you know, I'm learning, I'm growing and like, I, I'm designing really, really cool stuff. Um, no, you're shaking your head. <laughs> no, no, it's it's, yeah. it's like uh, I'm, I'm sorry to say that that's a a, a false mm-hmm. um, uh, and it's a myth, right, in our industry. And I think it's actually understated how important that is, right, in things like school and whatnot. Um, I think they kind of leave you to um, figure that part out on your own. But it's it's it doesn't just also apply to your career, right? It applies to life. Mm-hmm. I think part, yeah, so like, again, certain folks are more naturally inclined and have an easier time with it. It's definitely a learnable skill set to have. But I think if you look at it from a point of like necessity, uh, you know, it, it, you'll look at it a little bit differently, right? It's like organizational skills where at a certain point, I think you kind of need it and you start realizing the importance of it more and more and you start realizing where the shortcomings of not having it is and yeah like i think some people are going to be more comfortable uh, about it and other people are going to be very very afraid of it but i think it's an opportunity um to learn and grow right in a gap that you may have and something that that's gonna serve you well in in the future mm-hmm. right um i do want to sort of i, I know we're, we're getting towards the end here but i do want to um end it off with a, a saying that i've heard uh, recently where it's, you know, um, design's easy until you involve other people, right? <laughs> it, it's it's part joke, but also it's, it's kind of true, right? In, in the sense that we have this um, maybe false or, or uh, misguided understanding that we can do design alone, right? But 
the power of design um, doesn't just stop with us. It it actually uh, th there's more value in design when there's more people involved. And I think you know in in the product design world in particular, at the end of the day, we're designing for users, right? Which are people at the end of the day. And your ability to understand and empathize and build relationships is is also key to that as well. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And great words to end off. Awesome. Thanks, everyone. Yeah.